My wife Michelle and I took 13 middle school students to the Boundary Waters canoe area. When we got to the outfitters, I insisted that the outfitter show me how to set one of those tents up. He shook his head and said, dude, these things can set themselves up. And besides, I put some instructions at the top of one of the packs. I listened. I shouldn't have. When we got to the campsite, let's just say it was dark and also raining. And the tents, well, they didn't set themselves up at all. But we did find the instruction sheets. At least, I think they were instruction sheets. I couldn't read them. I mean, I couldn't read them. The instructions were completely faded. Looking back on that, I now know what happened with those instructions. When the outfitters unpacked the new tents, they said, you know what? We better make some copies of that instruction sheet for those city slickers who don't know how to set these things up. So they made a pile of copies. When that pile went down, they took the last copy and made a pile more. There, on the Canadian border, at that campsite, standing in the dark with the rain falling, I was trying to set up a tent from a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy. Which brings me to a very important question, Bible students and seekers. How do you know that the Bible in front of you, translated from ancient copies, is not faded instructions? How do you know that manuscript, which was a copy of a copy of a copy from the original, was anything like the original at all? Well, I have very good news for you. How it was hand-copied was incredible, and the copy from which your Bible is translated was remarkably accurate to the original. Let me give you three reasons why. The first reason is how the scribes or copyists did their work. If I were to ask my middle school students to copy the Gettysburg Address, here's how they would do it. They would read the first line, four score and seven years ago. They might even read the second line, our fathers brought forth. And then they would begin to write, four score and seven years ago, our fathers brought forth. That's not how the biblical scribes did it at all. They didn't go sentence by sentence or phrase by phrase. They went letter by letter. Let me tell you how a biblical scribe would copy the Gettysburg Address. They would copy it this way. F, F, O, O, U, U. You get the point. Letter by letter. But letter by letter copying wasn't enough for the scribe. When they got all done copying the entire Gettysburg Address, they would count the number of letters in the original and then they would count the number of letters in their copy to make sure they matched. But they would take even more care. They would find the middle letter of the original Gettysburg Address, and then they would find the middle letter of their copy and make sure they matched. People, that's extraordinary precision. Why on earth would they go to such meticulous effort? They believed they were copying the Word of God. But there's a second reason you can be confident that the copy of the copy of the copy used to translate your Bible is accurate, and that's the number of pieces or copies of those manuscripts we've found. We've dug up over 66,000 portions of the Bible in ancient manuscript form, whether on pottery or papyrus or animal skins. And when we compare those 66,000 fragments, portions of these copies, the accuracy is remarkable. 66,000 ancient portions. Someone has said that would be the equivalent of 2.5 million pages of documents. 
And when we compare even over a thousand year period of time, what happened in the copy from copy from copies, it is remarkable. Yes, there are spelling changes. Yes, there's stylistic and usage changes. And yes, occasionally, even a phrase sneaks into or out of the text. But later on, we find earlier copies that shows it was or wasn't there, and it gets snuck back in or out. You'll notice that in your Bible when something is in brackets, and it will say, this was not in the earliest manuscripts we've discovered. The third reason is just logic. If you believe God picked up men like inner tubes are picked up by water and carried them along like current under that tube to write something that God would say, this is my word, do you not think God would also then protect or preserve that word in the copying process by giving those scribes special accuracy? So another question I have for you is, how did we get the 66 books of the Bible? And who decided which ones got in? And could there be a 67th book, you know, a modern upgrade to the Bible, Bible 2.0? I'm going to try to answer those important questions in our next word picture.